What's up, everybody? Welcome back to... Oh, so nice. The Renderos, bros. Yes. Uh, it's your boys here, as we always, cracking open a cold one. Yeah, and this week we have been blessed with some Wild Barrel Vice Montmorency Cherries. Okay? Um, it's a sour uh, Bees Laner White style ale with... Uh, Montmorency, Montmorency, man, whatever the fuck, Montmorency, just kidding, uh, yeah, so it's Wild Barrel, it comes from fucking uh, Temecula, California, and we gonna get our drink on, and our sip on, cause this shit is good. Yeah, I've already cracked mine's open, obviously, as you heard earlier, I don't know if the microphone picked it up, but yeah, I mean, it's got a nice rosy color to it's it. Like San Marcos, California, excuse me. San Marcos. What is he? Yeah, but yeah, Temecula same is the shit, area. You know, same fucking shit. Well, it's the same thing. Like Nobody you know, cares. Like, uh, <laughs> you know where we're from. It's it, we're still in L.A. County, but it's not L.A. It's you know, North Hollywood, we're the Valley, Sun Valley, Sunland. What I what I will say this is, I do hate it when people are like, "Oh, you live in Sunland." I go, "No, I live in Sun Valley." They're like, "Oh, Sunland, yeah, yeah, up in the hills." I go, "No, <laughs> yeah, up in the hills." No, I'm not a fucking hill person. <laughs> the hills right? have eyes. God, um, that fucking movie. This fucking beer is, uh, it's all pink. So it's the pink can, bunch of cherries on it. Uh, alcohol volume is a uh, five point two, and it's a sixteen filled ounce can. So it's a little tall boy, um, mini tall boy. So you know. Yeah, um, I've already tried it. I mean, honestly, uh, it smells, it smells very uh, sour. Like I pick up on the sour. But yeah, you smell the a, sour, definitely. There's smell a that. hint of the cherry in there. Yeah. Uh, as I've tried it, you definitely have that sour taste, but it finishes off with that fucking sweet cherry flavor. Uh, it's, I am not a big fan of sours, but this is not bad. Like, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the last one we tried of theirs was the was the wild blueberry, wild berry one. I forget exactly which one it was. That one was really good. Mixed berries or some shit like that. Yeah, mixed berries or something like that. This yeah. is not bad though. This shit's fucking delicious. I, love, I like this shit. I love the fucking taste of the, of the cherry at the end. The sour, straight through, kind of tart yeah. uh, sensation. It tickles the tongues. Um, it's fucking great, man. I fucking love this beer. I, I know that you, and especially uh, one of our boys, love Wild Barrel. Love to travel down the Wild Barrel and get some of this stuff. Um, but this is not bad, honestly. Not, yeah, not- you can start finding this shit in uh, your local BevMo now. Oh, uh, okay. Nice. So. Is Bevmo local? <laughs> um, I mean, it's a big ass chain. It's a it big is to chain. me. Um, yeah, no, 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 not bad at all. Uh, wild, wild, wild barrel. Vice, yeah. check it out. Montmorency. Get a drink. Yeah, and then no. let us know what you think. Again, yes. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> but it's a, it's it's not a bad it's not a bad beer. I was we go into the top ten films of the week. The critically hated but audience loved Black Adam. Uh, yeah. Opened up with $67 million this weekend, starting The Rock. If you smell. He laid the smackdown at the box sm- office. He laid the smackdown at the box office. And the rom-com Ticket to Paradise opened up at number two with $16.5 million. Oh, my God. 
um, which it's Julia Roberts, George Clooney. I honestly didn't think this movie was going to do so well. Oh, fuck. I know. I th- it, it looks like shit. It, and they give away the whole fucking film in the commercial. In the Yeah, in the trailer. Yeah, um, like, yeah, they give, gets, they give get, away the whole fucking thing. She's getting married at the end. They see him at the wedding and shit. Like, I'm going to steal the rings. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to keep it in my pocket. I found it in her bag. He's like, I yeah. knew it. I'm like, oh, this is so bad. Yeah. It just looks, you know, and the, and the, and the thing is, is that. So that's that star power right there. It is that star power. Bringing the real them in with a couple, couple of fucking known faces, yeah. familiar faces. You know, make you feel all warm and warm and uh, warm and tingly. Cuddly. Yeah, and inside. I think it's also a comfort film for a lot of people. Like they, they're like, I'm gonna go check this out because it makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, it, it's like a warm glove. I just put my hand in it. Keeps me toasty during the winter months. Yeah, especially when they're uh, self warming gloves. Yeah, you know exactly. And, um, smile drops down to number three. Um, with eight mil, you have Halloween. Halloween ends. The oh, number one sucks, film dude. of last week, dropping down to number four. Smile actually just dropped down one spot. Halloween four dropped down all the way to fourth. Halloween ends. Halloween four. Oh, yeah, Halloween fucking <laughs> four. Halloween four, the best of the Halloween franchise. <laughs> Halloween H two O. You know, I met somebody over the weekend. Actually, um, thirsty for the blood. Thought Michael Myers was in every single Halloween. Oh really? And, yeah, and I told him no. Oh no, not not him. Um, that guy, Laurie Stroud's character, uh, Jamie Lee Strode. Curtis, Laurie okay. Stroud. Yeah. Stroud. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Levi's jeans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Strauss. I need those five hundred ones. Yeah, they thought that Laurie Stroud uh, Strode was in all of the uh, Halloweens. I told him no, that is not true. She only appears in the first, the second. Um. H2O. H2O, Resurrection for a little bit. LL Cool J. No, Resurrection is with uh, Busta Rhymes. I didn't say Resurrection, I said H2O. Oh, yeah, that's right. My bad. No, I got confused because I said Resurrections. Yeah. (laughs) Josh Uh, Hartnett, too. Josh Josh Hartnett and that that fucking haircut that luckily none of us ever had. (laughs) That's just fucking funny. Oh, man, it looked like somebody fucking took him through a... Oh, weed whacker. Now, come here, Josh. I'm going to make you look real fresh. Whack that weed. <laughs> um, then you have Lyle Lyle Crocodile going to fifth. The Woman King, six. Terrifier, two. Don't worry, darling. Uh, the David O. Russell film that nobody should be watching, Amsterdam at number nine. And then the opening, not opening weekend, but from 14th place to 10th place, you have Triangle of Sadness, an independent comedy, I believe, that opened okay. up uh, in wider screens. Um, ah, I and- see. It actually had a 80% increase in sales, so they brought in 601 from the smaller screens. I mean, they're only on 280 screens, according to boxofficemojo.com. Mojo. Um, so, yeah. So, those are your top 10 right there. As we go into our first film, the Kevin Smith, Clerks 3, Dante uh, Elias, and Jay and Santa Bob are enlisted by Randall after a heart attack to make a movie about the convenience store that started it all. Yeah. Um, let's get to it. Let's get to it. What do you think? What do you think of this? I fucking I I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was of course nostalgic in all the fucking senses for me because I like a uh, Jay and Silent Bob a lot. Kevin Smith movies, fucking a uh, chasing Amy, all those fucking all those mall rats, all that kind of shit. So um, this fucking shit was it was a good movie, man. It was a good you movie. Know, it was fun. It it, it uh it was written and directed by Kevin Smith. I will say kind this. of expected what what it, what it was. Of course, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like I said, it's very familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will be honest here. I have not seen, I had not seen Mallrats until, I want to say like four or five months ago. 
Like, oh, I, wow. I've okay. not seen his entire uh, filmography. I've seen Clerks, Clerks 2, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, um, now Mallrats. Um, but Chasing Amy? I've not seen Chasing Amy. Um, uh, you know, but a lot of people, I mean, I, I, I enjoy his movies. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I, like, adore them, but I really do have fun with his films. Yeah. Because it seems like he writes these characters with love. There's a lot of love that he puts into these characters in the world that he's built for them. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. He fucking puts a lot of shit, a lot of thought into everything yeah. that he does. And then, you know, you have returning cast, Brian O'Halloran, uh, Jeff Anderson, um, and then you have cameos by, you know, I mean, Jason Mewes and uh, Kevin Smith obviously return as Jane Silent Bob, but you have Ben Affleck who makes a return. You see uh, local radio, former radio guy, uh, who is his podcast partner, Ralph Garman, is in there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this movie, it felt to me... I enjoyed it. I, I do want to say that. I enjoyed it. But it was definitely an exploration of Kevin Smith acknowledging his mor- mortality. You know, he obviously almost died of a heart attack. Randall almost dies of a heart attack. And um, it, I felt like what a funny, sweet, kind of raunchy, but still introspective film this was okay i I don't know all that fucking information right there yeah um you know uh yeah almost died he was record he was doing the podcast with ralph garman and um everybody looked at him like dude you look really bad he's like no no let's do the show let's do the show they're like no no get out of here go to the hospital he's like no no i'll be fine they're like go to the hospital so he went to the hospital and they told him like yeah you had a heart attack it was the widowmaker that has a high mortality rate because yeah. it's such a massive heart attack. And that's what made him change uh, lifestyle of how he was doing things. He's a full-blown vegan now. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I'm really happy that he's still here to be able to, like, write these stories. Like I said, not the biggest fan of his filmography, but I also really enjoy his filmography. Yeah. Um, I think he does a, sm- a smart, stupid person's take on films, in a sense, because it's like... It's intelligent, but it's very fucking like ridiculous at the it same time. It feels like a and, normal person who would put yeah. a movie together. Yeah, feels like an everyman. You know, um, there was moments in the movie where I felt sequences went a little too long, but overall, um, I, I really yeah, some stuff was a little cheesy. Also, of course, you know, but it is what it is. No, but I'm, the entire cast I think does a fantastic job of getting through the script. You know, putting this story, putting the final notches on the belt. I was very surprised in the beginning of the film when he taps the picture of Rosario Dawson's character um, yeah. that she had passed away. Um, oh, yeah. No, I, I was wondering uh, what, what, why that was, you know, but I, of course it... I'm, I imagine that... Be- I figured it was that she was passed away, but I was like, when the hell did she die? I was like, I don't remember that ever happening. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it was right after the sequences of Clerks 2 because you saw in the hospital sequence when they're coming in with her lying on the gurney. Yeah. She's full-blown, like, pregnant she it looks like she's probably about six seven months by this point yeah and the tragedy that occurs in um dante's life and you know i I think they handled everything really well the you know seeing ghosts of your beloved's past you know uh, and the feeling that your life hasn't gone anywhere all that stuff i think kevin smith does a really good job of weaving it in and through paying a lot of homages to the fans for sticking with him all these years oh yeah of course and uh, it just it was an enjoyable film um but yeah i mean uh, definitely check this out clerks 3 is available to buy um i I, i'm I'm gonna say fucking watch it 
Yeah, it's fucking good. It's not. It's a. It's a little different if you haven't seen anything like it. Um, I would say it's better than uh, than Clerks too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. It was way better than Clerks too. Because uh, I, I, re- I didn't really enjoy Clerks too. too Clerks too was fun. Yeah, a little outlandish. Yeah, it felt like an exaggeration of everything that had come before, yeah. like blown up to ten, and also you know it didn't really move the needle forward for the characters. It gave them. A, if he had ended it at Clerks 2, it would have been nice, too, because, you know, Randall and, and Dante opened up and buy, you know, the quick stop. Yeah, I know, I know. But um, I'm glad that he continued it and actually had a, a very sweet, goofy, wonderful look at, at the, the mortality of life and the bonds that we have with the people in our lives. Yeah. Uh, our second film is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. Body, body, body. Uh, when a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing, fake friends, and one party gone very, very wrong. Directed by Helena uh, Rijan, uh, written by Sandra DeLapp, based on the story by Kristen Rupinian, um, and starring Amanda Stenberg, Maria Bakalova, uh, of uh, Borat 2 fame, plays the daughter. Uh, you have <clears throat> Rachel Senot, Chase Sweet Wonders, Pete Davidson, uh, and Lee Pace is in the film as well. Um, and what, Skeeter Davidson. Do, uh, it's funny. Um, uh, I, Lee, Lee Pace and Pete Davidson are the only names I recognize on this list. <laughs> Who, who's the dude? Oh, and uh, Lee Pace? Um, he's from The Fall. He's the lead role of The Fall, the stuntman who befriends a little girl oh. uh, when he's in the hospital. Uh, also, uh, Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, from the show uh, Pushing Daisies. Um, you know, no, which really, do really do fun. not recognize. Re- really fucking good show. Unfortunately, it got killed because of the writer strike. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. the writer strike happened right in the beginning so of their first season. So you know, it was one of the shows that unfortunately suffered. Like it was. It had solid ratings, and then the writer strike took, I think, a year and a half. Yeah, something um, like that. Like and then so months. when they came back for a second season, everybody had forgotten about them, and so it went away, unfortunately. Well, it happens. It happens. Us, you know, if you take yeah, that's the thing about American television. If you don't come back immediately the next year, um, um you don't really. That's what was worrying. I didn't, reckon, I didn't recognize him at all. I, I thought he was a whole complete new person. Just a completely new person. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, what did you think? The fucking movie was was. It was fucking different. A little tough to get through in the in the beginning. I felt like, what the fuck's going on? Um, what um, what's the point of uh, these fucking crazy, ridiculous fucking games and just punching each other and shit in a circle? I thought that was a bit crazy. But you know, young kids will be young kids. Yeah. And you know, the, the more the years to progress, the dumber we get. So it is what it is. Well, I like for me, it felt like this was the first movie that I saw that definitely wasn't aimed towards me. You know. Um, yeah. It definitely the. Because we're old millennials, um, and then this movie is definitely like Gen Z targeted. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, of course. It fucking it's about time to start making something tar- more targeted towards them. Yeah, but I still enjoyed the film. I thought it was really fun. Um, not as horror esque as I assumed it was going to be. Yeah, I got kind of annoyed how the fucking uh, they constantly had fucking cell phones in their hands and all that kind of shit. Got a little bit on my nerves after some time. I was like, it's just, uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't like that. Well, I think the thing is that the generation that we have now, they're so tied to it. Like for us, you know, we grew yeah, up. Yeah, no, she's time- the fucking necklace of the guy with the fucking phone. Make sure that it never goes away. Yeah. But you know, like for us, we grew up 
in a time that there were no cell phones. Like we yeah. didn't really get cell phones until 2000, you know, the 2000s, like early 2000s, I think when we first got our cell phones and then finally evolved with the technology. Yeah. Um, and to see these kids, they're so tied to it. They're so tied to it. I thought it was really funny that even during some of the most dire circumstances that they're going through, they're still holding on to these phones. I think it spoke really well to the the cultural identities that we've kind of taken on. And they've really latched on to, I mean, it's all they've ever known, yeah. the cell phone and the ease of access to information. That's why when the hurricane took the signal out, they're like, fuck. Yeah, like, they fucking like losing their shit. Yeah. And fucking thinking that everything's going haywire when in reality nothing really is. No, and I, I will say my favorite was Maria Bakalova because she was your eyes through the whole thing, you know, um, as a character. Like, you don't know what's going on. She has no idea what's going on. You know, Sophie, Alice, Emma, David, um, uh, Jordan, they all have these pasts. And they're discussing moments and times, like little hints to things that occurred in their lives growing up as these rich kids. And B is very confused of what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Which, as an audience member, I was like, yeah, girl, I'm fucking confused. I'm trying to figure out this fucking puzzle. And how it felt almost in a way that she was being used. Uh, not that I think Sophie didn't love B, but I also felt that Sophie was also using B in a way to show her old friends, like, I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah. What up, you know? and But yeah. still trying to get a hold of her money, you know, by showing them how stable she is. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it was, it was funny, man. I, I really had a fun time with it, but I will say my 19 year old called what, what, uh, what the plot twist was. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I was not really expecting that, but I thought, it would make sense. And sure enough, she called it. I was like, you were right. Yeah, after, was, after a little bit of time, I was just like, what the fuck? I'm like, nah, they're fucking, uh, they're, just, they're just losing their shit. Yeah. They're losing their shit and they're just killing each other like dumb fucks. Well, because that's what it felt like, you know, especially by, by the end of it. You're like, you guys are just murdering each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I would also say if you have not had an opportunity to watch a fun, it's not a scary movie by any stretch of imagination, but it's a fun horror film. It's a comedy horror I would definitely recommend to watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I think it was a good hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, it goes by quick. The pace is good. Uh, I said this in the beginning. I was just like, okay, so what exactly is, is, uh, it, what's is supposed the, to yeah, supposed yeah. to What's the happen? real mystery? Yeah. yeah. And I, a lot of the misdirection. And then I, could not, I also thought, like, just some of the subtleties, like when uh, she goes runs to the car and then just fucking buy, finds a bag of Cheetos and just starts eating the Cheetos. <laughs> it's like, okay. He's like, okay, just little things like that. I was like, what the fuck? You know, like, uh, I guess it's a smart choice. Even when she finds a little dog, the dog entrance goes in through there. Um, little things that they had hinted towards in the beginning of it. Yeah. That I saw when she fucking first saw the big ass bone. And it's like, it's for a big dog. I thought at one point a dog was going to come out and it, it never did. Uh, another thing also was the misdirection of the, uh, when she finds the bra. I was very confused by that moment when she picked up the bra. I didn't realize what she was, what it was about. And then when you know Jordan was like, "That's mine," I thought, "I'm setting up stuff." Yeah, you know, it, it does it does things in the film to distract you from the overall story, to make you continue to think, 
where's this going? And, yeah, I, and, yeah, I, exactly. and I enjoy that about the film. Yeah. I think it's beautifully directed. Uh, I think it's just the acting is... I'm not, don't go, don't go in there expecting the strongest acting. It's this movie is more about the fun tone of the journey, and I think the cast. I think the cast looked like they were having they a did, good time. Did, yeah, they did a good fucking. They did a good job, job but yeah. So I recommend it for sure. I, I will say with those it's two, something different. It's something different for sure. So the whole take on the horror is just it's its own. It's its own thing. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I. Yeah. What, what the fuck else did you want? I'm uh, stumbling. <laughs> I was, gonna say, I was gonna say that uh we've done two deep really it was a strong start for me at least because I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies first, and then I watched Clerks Three. And okay. then I ended my 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 film viewing with our third and final film, Bullet Train. Ah. Five assassins aboard a swiftly moving bullet train find out that their missions have something in common. Uh directed by David Leash who directed, I believe, the first or second Deadpool. I don't remember which one. Uh, starring Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Andrew Koji, um, Hiroyuki Sanada, Michael Shannon, and with uh, appearances by Sandra Bullock, and the one, the only, Puerto Rico's very own, Bad Money. That's right. Uh, Conejo as, Malo. As the wolf. Um, El Lobo. What were your thoughts on this? This fucking movie was fun, man. It was a fun film. Uh, of course, just not very serious. You know what I mean? It's just a fun action film, uh, uh, spy type of uh, uh, survive because we need to get this fucking case and everybody's coming after it, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun. It was a fun fucking movie. It's just something that you would expect Brad Pitt to be in. Um it could have. I like. I like the fucking colors of the film. I like the way it was fucking uh, directed. I like the fucking. Uh, I kind of thought it was a little weird how they made the train look at times. So go how fast it was going. But maybe it goes like that. I don't fucking know. I've never uh, seen a bullet, bullet train trains, before. Uh, bullet trains in uh, Japan and Europe, uh, they use electromagnetics yeah. as a way to go. They can go up to two hundred miles an hour faster, um, and they've reduced travel time, commuter time, and everything like that. So that's why they, they call those bullet trains yeah uh, it's the same train that uh ethan hawk is on a mission ethan hawk ethan hunt in uh mission, mission impossible, impossible. Yeah, yeah um which they, they filmed that in a wind tunnel green screen but still the fact that he's still holding on yeah and in gemini man too when will smith takes that one shot <laughs> <laughs> yes everybody's watching gemini. <laughs> it's in like, the beginning of the movie <laughs> <laughs> um but for me, I w- I had the opposite reaction. I thought this more movie was boring as fuck. It yeah. was not funny. It was not action packed. I think it got better in the last thirty minutes of the film, personally speaking. Um, but I felt the movie was just trying to be. Um, I forget what movie I had talked about. Like there are other films that use this style. I- oh, now I remember. It-, it felt to me like it was trying to be a Guy Ritchie film when he was still hungry in terms of like some of the tone of the conversations and some of the uh, quick, okay. the quick action that he has put in like snatch is obviously his, I think Guy Ritchie's best film. Oh yeah. That's um, fucking hands down. Yeah. Hands movie. down. But I, I think like it was trying to be that with just kind of more of a modern Deadpool ish look. I, I don't think I it didn't really get that well. from it. I didn't get that from it too much, to be honest. I just think I fucking like the actors and, yeah. The whole uh, feel of the, of the film. Like, I, I want to say, like, for me, my favorites in the film were not Brad Pitt. Like, Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt. Uh, 
But I really like the relationship between uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry as Tangerine and Lemon. Yeah. I just felt like the humor that they gave them was not there. But they had a they connection. Fucking play, yeah, they played the roles well, though. Yeah, that's they the play, thing. They have a good play on, on each other. Joey and King. comes off good on the camera. As the conniving young woman, I don't feel they gave her enough. But I felt like she put her best, like, face forward. And I think she did what she was supposed to do. I just didn't think that they gave her much to do. Even um, Bad Bunny's character, his fucking acting was, it was okay. Yeah. For him being the first time, I guess, making a fucking movie. But his character didn't last very long, of course. No, no, no. But I, honestly, I think they did a good job in telling his story through the visual medium of the director putting oh, yeah, it together. For sure. And he just gave him enough to be almost you know, emotional on the journey. It just I felt like nothing really landed steadily. It, it felt very by the numbers. And so because it was so by the numbers in terms of how it felt, I was really bored. I was bored... I feel like the movie kept it kept going at that type of pace because it's trying to depict the fact that you're on a bullet train. The time is going fast. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, you know, um, and all this is supposed to happen. All this is happening within it's just its its immediate stops. You know. Yeah, I, I think if the if the movie was actually to me funnier, it would have worked. The whole film would have worked because you have a movie. It it has a start to a finish and a journey yeah. all along through. And all the pieces fall into place by the end of the whole thing. But I just don't know what it was about the 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 humor that just it didn't land for me at any given point. There were no ha like moments for me. Like there was no chuckle, no nothing. I'm just watching this movie go through. And I was just really bored by it. Okay. Um on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 53% uh critic rating. So it means that half the critics kind of enjoyed it, half the critics hated it. It's just, you know, whatever. And um, I checked it out afterward because I was like, I want to know where I where I sat. And for me, I was definitely on the more like negative side of the film. Yeah. yeah. Not because the movie was badly made. It just felt dull. Okay. You know, but I like the cast they had. It kind of felt a little Kill Billy-ish also for some reason. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, And Kill Bill. I mean, like, I don't, I'm not the biggest Quentin Tarantino fan, but for me, everybody always talks about Kill Bill 1. I feel like Kill Bill 2 is the better film. For me, I like the Western vibe of, you know, which obviously... You like a lot of Western shit, though. I do. I do. But also, it's funny because the Western, all it is is just stealing shit from the Japanese samurai films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's fucking funny that I'm like, why do I like Kill Bill? Like, I should like part one because it also is uh, visually, I think, more clever. Kill Bill One is sick. I like. Kill Bill I, I, 1 I enjoy both of them. I just I think Volume Two is the better one, and maybe it's because the story actually wraps up by the end of it. Like you know, you go through her whole journey by then. Yeah. You yeah. still know that she has more to go after the first film, but um, yeah, man, like that's just the thing for me. Like it just was dull. I wouldn't say it's a shit sandwich yeah, at it just all. Lands a little short for you. It just lands short. It like doesn't doesn't it doesn't stick it. Yeah. Um. From start to finish, it just doesn't land. And I really wish it did because you have a great cast. Um, they seem to be having fun. Visually, it's pretty enough and shot well enough that I should enjoy it. Yeah. But it just did not land. Okay. Well, fucking, you know, every dog has his day. That's right. But you enjoyed it. You had fun. You thought yeah, it, was it was fun. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. I thought that was a cool movie. Yeah. I enjoyed all, all these fucking films that we saw this uh, this week. You know, they weren't all bad. I want to say, like, it was pretty strong. 
pretty strong, yeah. you know, week for us for the films that we've picked. Um, I know there's a fucking film coming out with Eric Andre um, on Netflix this Friday. Oh, it's called The Lawsuit Against Atlanta PD. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's like a, I think it's like a horror movie, like a fucking horror comedy film. Really? Yeah. I did not know I saw, that. I saw a little thing on it a couple of days ago. So maybe we can watch that, and I'm not sure what else, you know? Yeah. Um, well, let me think about this. I got it. Um, let's watch X and Pearl due to the fact that Maximum is going to come out at some point next year. And uh, that way we can... the 70s to catch up on a good horror movie. A yeah, real good one. I hear, I hear excellent things about it. So, yeah, X, Pearl, and the Eric Andre film. What was it called? Did you look it up while we were here? Yeah, The Viewing. The Viewing. Perfect. We'll do well, those. I was finishing my uh, Wild Barrel cherry yeah again honestly uh good job to wild barrel uh this mont me montmorency montmorency yeah montmorency cherries uh ale um not my thing i don't like sours but this i have enjoyed yeah it's fucking good consistently drinking uh it throughout the whole show but yeah um any tidbits sam never finishes his beer that's a tidbit tell him to finish it That's not true. I, uh, always, I, what I fucking, always finish uh, it. I had a tidbit, but uh, I forgot. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh, yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk about real quick. I did finish the Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Shacktober. Shacktober, <laughs> oh, guys. I heard that's Get your tickets. <laughs> yeah. Get your tickets. Um, but I played the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign since I, I Yeah, I'm fucking playing it still. I'm on level three. There are 17 missions. <laughs> well, I need to skedaddle then. Skedaddle and get to it. Uh, I will say this. Not the worst Call of Duty campaign. Uh, I think there's some interesting ideas they had in there that they just didn't use. Okay. Um, but I, I, won't, I won't spoil it for you. All right. I'm trying to finish before Friday. I will, I will tell you this. There's military people in it. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. You yeah. special forces. And they got um, guns. You got to shoot people. Yeah, you got to shoot people. Um, I, I want to say visually, it, it does... I like the look of the Modern Warfare series. Yeah, I like the way this one's looking. The graphics are fucking clean. Yeah, uh, everybody's really nice. been in, everybody's been in love with a specific character. We'll talk about later. Um, okay. Yeah, but honestly, uh, you know, because the, inter- the, the, inter- the internet's thirsty, man. I, I I don't know if you knew this or not, but in Resident Evil, uh, no, I knew Resident Evil Eight, the village, the big vampire lady. I, I don't know her name, Lady Lady Damascus or some shit like that. Oh boy, people are like, step never, on me, never. step on me, step on me. I never heard, never yeah. heard of her. Dude, I, cause I, I live my life on the internet. It yeah. is fucking wild the thirst that people have for fictional characters. So um, I'm dreaming of you tonight, baby. Step on me. Yeah. Uh, but, anyways, no kink shaming. Poke me in my butt. If that's, if, that's <laughs> your, if that's your thing, by all means, enjoy it. You know, uh, be, be free. Be free. Uh, Let it be. As long as you're okay, sirrah, sirrah. As long as you're a consenting adult, like that's hey, consenting <laughs> adults will consent as always on this show. Yeah. Um. And uh. But yeah, that does it for us. You can always find us on Anchor.fm/slash The Renderos Bros. That's R E N D E R O S. Yeah, Bros. You can find us individually on Instagram. I am Render Me Sam. I'm Hollywood Mike with a double I in Ms. Ike. Yeah, so again, the three movies for next week are The Viewing, starring Eric Andre, X, and Pearl. And we will catch you guys next Tuesday evening. Stay wild!